Miracy. Maria lived in New York with her mother in an apartment in the middle of town. Maria wasn't particularly tall, and she wasn't particularly small. She wasn't particularly beautiful or particularly ugly. She wasn't particularly dark or light. She wasn't particularly anything. She was simply average. She had a pretty good job, not particularly interesting, nor too boring. She went to that job every day for four and a half years, until this particular day came about. Maria, this morning, like every morning, left her apartment building and began walking the four blocks to her office. At the end of the block where she lived, she noticed a new shop. It was a hat shop. Maria was never interested in hats before, but for some reason, she felt drawn to this shop. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. Maria went inside the shop and began to look around. There was just one customer, a woman with her young daughter. She was trying on some hats with the shopkeeper helping her. Maria walked around, looking here and there. Then she looked up to the third shelf where there was a hat that drew her attention. She reached up, took it down, and put it on her head. Then she looked in the mirror, and for the first time, in as long as Maria could remember, she saw a reflection of herself and actually liked what she saw. Not only that... But as she looked in the mirror, the young girl, the daughter of the other shopper, leaned over and said, Mummy, Mummy, look at that lady. She put on that lovely hat. Doesn't she look beautiful? The mother turned around and said to Maria, That hat really does suit you. Wow, you look wonderful. Maria was delighted. She couldn't remember a time when she had liked how she looked, and no one had ever told her that she looked beautiful before. She immediately decided to buy the hat. She walked over to the counter, paid for the hat, and walked out onto the street. Maria walked on to work, but now she could hear the sounds of the birds tweeting. She noticed that the sun was shining and there was a nice cool breeze. She just felt wonderful. As she got to the corner of the next block, there was a young man sitting at the cafe. He looked over, smiled at her, and asked if she would like to join him for coffee. She smiled, laughed, and walked on. A few blocks later, she arrived at her office. The doorman opened the door and she walked inside. He said to her, good morning, how are you today? It was the first time anybody had ever said good morning to Maria as she walked into her office building. She went towards the elevators and as she got there, someone inside the elevator put their hand out and stopped the door closing so that she could get in. This kind of thing never happened to Maria. She went up to her office and as she walked in, the secretary at the main entrance said, Maria, you look great. How are you? Inside her office, people really noticed her. Her boss came over, chatted with her, and even began to flirt with her. He invited her out for lunch. Maria had a wonderful, wonderful day. And at the end of this magical day, 
She stepped out of the elevator and decided that today she would treat herself to a cab ride home. As soon as she put her hand out, two cabs stopped right in front of her. The doors flew open and she got inside one and was driven home. She'd had the most amazing day. She arrived home, walked upstairs and went to her apartment. She put the key in the lock, opened the door and her mother stood on the other side and said, Maria, wow, you look amazing. What's happened to you today? Maria laughed and said, oh, mum, it's just because of this silly hat. Her mother said, what silly hat? Maria put her hand to her head and realized there was no hat there. She thought, what did I do with it? Where did I leave it? Did I leave it in the taxi? No. Did I leave it at my desk? No. Did I leave it in the restaurant where I went for lunch? No. She thought back through her day and tried to remember where she could possibly have left her hat. Did she leave it in the office somewhere else? No. Then she remembered. That morning, when she'd gone into the hat shop, she tried on the hat and then went to pay for it. There, she took it off and placed it on the counter. She took the money out, paid, and walked out of the shop without the hat. I first heard this story some years ago, and it sounds like a fun, almost trickster type of story, where we, like Maria, are tricked into believing that it is the magic hat that changes her life. And then the surprise at the end when we realize along with her that the hat was never on her head, except for those few moments in the hat shop. It's an interesting narrative structure that has us experience the story very closely alongside the protagonist. It kind of reminds me how we can get pulled into the world of the entrepreneur through their blogs or social media, giving the illusion that the consumer knows the entrepreneur, that they're part of their world, often when the opposite is true. The story seems to be about this magic hat that makes Maria beautiful and transforms her day. But actually, we discover only at the end that the story is actually about self-confidence that comes from self-acceptance. For the first time in her life, Maria likes what she sees in the mirror. And that changes how she sees herself and how everyone else sees her and treats her. And it's not just about her looking beautiful. It's about how she feels and how the world seems to change. When she leaves the hat shop, she hears the birds, she notices the sun shining and the pleasant breeze. The story tells us that when we feel beautiful, the world literally changes and the people around us do too. That's quite a statement. Maria has an incredible day. She assumes that it's because of this beautiful hat, but we discovered by the end of the story that it's way beyond the hat. In fact, the hat didn't matter at all. It wasn't even there. So many business owners talk about the details and features of their programs or services. They describe the process in great detail without realizing that the buyer, the potential client, doesn't care about the process. They only care about the results. But Maria bought the hat because of how it made her feel, how she could now carry herself because she felt beautiful. And we need, as entrepreneurs, to sell the transformation, how our clients will feel as a result of the work they do with us or the product they buy from us. It's not about the project or the work. I talk about this a lot in my courses. It's, it's not about the story. The story is the vehicle for the transformation you're looking for in your business development like selling more courses or building reputation. The story is what gets you there. It's not about the story, like it's not about the hat. 
we need to remember that the hat or the story or whatever else we use as our vehicle of persuasion, it's just that, a vehicle, a tool. The important thing is the transformation that we offer our clients and their desire for it. So when you're talking about your business, you can point to the hat or you can tell a powerful story, but don't ever forget to describe the amazing feeling that your client will get, the wonderful transformation they'll achieve, the new world they'll perceive as a result of their work with you. Another aspect of the story that's really interesting for entrepreneurs is the power of exchange, and it's clear right through the story. Maria pays for the hat, but walks out without it, and yet she gets the impact of the hat without the object itself. It gives her an amazing self-image and self-appreciation, which leads to great things. For many entrepreneurs, they start their business by trying to give away services for free, and somehow it doesn't work. I remember on a few occasions, I had people ask me if they could participate in courses or programs that I was offering that they wanted a scholarship. And initially, I would give a full scholarship to people who were really struggling and felt that they needed to take the program. And inevitably, what I found was that the people who were on scholarship didn't show up, or they showed up only kind of part-time. And I really discovered that they needed to have some form of commitment, some exchange that would somehow motivate them to show up. And I found myself that the more I invested in, whether it was a course or a coach or a mentor, the more I really needed to make it work because it felt like much more of a risk. It felt like that exchange meant that I had to get my money's worth and I was doubly committed. And ultimately I got much, much better results. And I know as a coach, many coaches, they learn in coach school that you should do free sessions because free sessions gives people a taste of what you do. And I did that for many, many years. I would offer a person an opportunity to try out coaching with me. But I mean, I guess in a way, being a good coach was a problem in that situation because they would come to me with a certain issue and I would demonstrate coaching and I would help them find a solution or resolve the issue. And then they would feel like they were done and they would never hire me. It took me a long time to realize that I needed to actually give them an experience of understanding the clarity that they needed in order to approach the problem rather than help them find the solution. And that way they understood that they needed to actually invest in a real process of coaching that would help them not just give a temporary solution to a surface problem, but actually move forward with the thing that they needed to resolve and the area that they wanted to grow. It was making a commitment to themselves and to me and to have that exchange that made all the difference. The lesson for entrepreneurs is that instead of assuming you're being generous by giving stuff away, you're actually robbing from your potential clients the exchange that they actually need in order to succeed. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. 
Post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.